Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, I get to sit down with Ian Stone of OWC. We're gonna see what OWC has been up to lately. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, Ian Stone is on the hot seat. He's at a company called OWC. And if you haven't had anything to do with the Mac over the past, let's say, decade or so, you probably heard of OWC. They're a, they're a fixture in the community. They've been creating products since I've been a Mac user that help Mac users, and they solve a lot of problems. Like for example, one of the problems that I had way back in the day was, you guys remember the old MacBook? Were they still called? No, I think it was a PowerBook. I mean, it was back in the PowerBook days and uh, Apple used to charge for hard drive upgrades, which they still do, you know, different capacities. Um, but OWC swung into the mix with an upgrade pricing and a whole little kit to let you upgrade your computer and everything for a percentage of what Apple was charging. So of course everybody went over there. You know, the people that are scared to turn a torque screwdriver, you know, went to Apple of course, but everybody else went to OWC and bought the kit, upgraded. And since then, you know, I've been knowing Ian of course, and I've known the company for a while and have purchased several project products from them. What I wanted to do in this discussion is get Ian, he's from OWC obviously, I wanted to get him on the hot seat and just kind of find out what OWC's been up to, what are they doing, what kind of products are they working on these days. Let's just get reacquainted with OWC. So, Ian Stone, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks, Frederick. Thanks for having me. No, it's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. It's a pleasure. You know, we were talking before we started uh, the, the interview and I was telling you my little story about the MacBook Pro and, you know, how that was kind of my introduction into OWC. Um, let's continue that, that discussion a little bit. I want to, I wanna, well, after I have you kind of tell us what you do at OWC, I want to dive into that trajectory from way back when, you know, sort of OWC of old filling the need to the company as it stands today and what it's doing. Before we do that, just give us a sort of an introduction to Ian Stone and what you are doing over at OWC. What are the levers that Ian gets to pull in the company? Sure. Yeah, thanks. That's a that's mm -hmm. a big question to answer. <laughs> but but yeah, so so generally, uh, my job is category manager. I'm in charge of product lifecycle management and um, marketing strategy, positioning, and so forth for uh, for the product lines that are under my purview. And there's three category managers that essentially make up the uh, management of the whole product line across the company. The ones that fall under me are very creator-focused uh, creator in terms of uh, being more on the capture uh capture ingest backup side of things but generally our company crosses the entire spectrum of the creative process everything from capture to ingest and and store we, we call that sort of create uh and, and additionally collaborate and this is our higher-end nas products and things that allow both video and photo editors to work together in tandem to edit their photos, videos, and projects at a very high speed. Uh, those are products like our Jupiter and Jellyfish product lines that are, you know, we're really known 
for these products in the media production space. And, you know, to your point about upgrades of Max, this is, this is our company history. This is where we come from. We come from helping people upgrade their Macs and providing solutions to creative professionals to give them more life on those electronics. And it, it ties back to our overall company ethos of, of wanting to save the environment, wanting to essentially care about the earth uh, in the same way that we care about creators. And one of the nice things that, that our founder has done for the company over the years is made investments into clean energy production. So for example, in the state of Illinois, we're one of the largest private producers of clean energy in the whole state. And that's just on our, on our campus where we assemble a number of our products and, and have warehouses. So, you know, that's, that's one story that I love to share and sort of makes me proud to be part of the team here at OWC. But additionally, it ties back to our overall ethos of how we care deeply about creators. And we launched fairly recently, within the last couple of years, a memory card line that's designed for cameras, you know, for for camera creators, both photography and videography professionals, to be able to capture their content uh, and, and provide a peace of mind and reliability that other companies might not be able to. And we do this by, you know, again, it's it's caring about the creator and caring about the creative process. And that that ties back to a whole lot of research development that we're doing with the major manufacturers of cameras, but also research and testing that we do in our own lab on an ongoing basis, not only when cards are released, but as time goes on to make sure that those memory cards are compatible with the latest cameras, settings, codecs, and so forth. Yeah. And speeds, right? Because that's the that's the big thing that that that, you know, photographers, well, photographers from a okay, my raw files are getting huge now and I need a certain you know, speed card to accept that that raw data that's being written. Um, And then from a video standpoint, same thing, just exponentially higher people that are recording 8K footage and all the things, it it all comes down to storage. And it's interesting. I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation because you you look at you look at the, the stuff that we deal with every day, whether it's podcasting or photography or video or whatever kind of media you're creating and the bottom bedrock underlying level of all that is storage and having a robust, reliable storage solution on the back end so that you can not have to worry about like back in the old days, defragging your hard drive. Remember that? <laughs> or, yep. or just having it fail. And the thing that I wanted to, 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 there's a ton of things that I have on my list to talk to you about, but one of them is just sort of an overall state of the storage space right now, because what was it last year? I think Drobo kind of threw threw in the towel, you know, and all the people that were using Drobos, myself included, even having had worked at the company, it was like, you know, once that happened, I took my Drobos out of commission and put them in the garage, right? And replaced them with drives from you guys, basically. <laughs> you know, this is before you and I even started talking. You know, I put I put uh, your drives on my desk here. So 
one of the one of the questions is you look at what happened with Drobo, you look at what's happening with some of the other storage providers and manufacturers in the industry. What's happening? Like, is it is it like a cascading failure because of economic conditions or was something triggered by covid or you know the price of things yeah. going up like what is it like what what's the shake i think yeah i think there's like a, a myriad of factors some of which mm -hmm. you've touched on um generally speaking though I, and i can't speak to other manufacturers sure. and what they you know what what they're doing i can only speak to my own opinions and and what i see in in the marketplace but one of the differences that I've noticed at OWC, even in the short amount of time I've been here at, at the company, is that we're very solutions driven. And, uh, you know, we even have SKUs that we've sold to people that are, we've made them a SKU just to provide that solution to that one person. And that one specific use case needed a certain number of terabytes and a certain grade or a certain configuration. And, you know, we've always, you know, gone forward with the ethos of, of helping people solve those complex problems, be the solution provider in those workflow challenges. And so fast forward to where we are today, that still holds true. And we're, you know, that that's one of the big reasons that we've launched this memory card line, the Atlas memory cards. It's because we care so deeply about that process and we want to give people the not only the peace of mind when they're capturing but also the reliability and speed so that as they're offloading that content with our readers and, the, and our cards they're actually able to see benefits in their workflow by getting those images and videos off more quickly mm -hmm. And looking, so I've got the cards up on the screen now, or some of the cards that you guys yeah. offer. So when I'm looking at these, like from a layperson's perspective, when you when you look at these cards on the screen, like how do you like? I see all these, you know, uh, this hieroglyphics at the bottom of the card here, and I, I assume that yep. means more more hieroglyphics is better, right? <laughs> from a layperson's <laughs> perspective, <laughs> all right. What? So yeah, can you, you know, can you mystify that. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, so we split our product line into to, into two segments, basically the Atlas Pro and the Atlas Ultra. The Atlas Pro I refer to as a fast memory card, and the Atlas Ultra I refer to as an extremely fast memory card. Both are meant for high-end photography and videography use cases. We have extensive charts, so if you click through to each specific product family, we have charts where you can look up your camera and figure out what is the best card for my use case. Maybe I use a Z8 or a Z9, but I don't do any kind of video. I just do burst photography shooting, right? You, you'll be able to look up that camera on the list and see, oh, well, you know, I can use this card just for photography, but if I'm doing videography, I might want to upgrade to the Ultra card, for example. Yeah. So we do a lot to make sure that this compatibility chart stays up to date. Um, and like I said, not only do we do the, the R and D work with the manufacturers, but we've got our own imaging lab. We do extensive testing with every camera you can imagine, all the major ones that are available in today's market. We have sort of in our, in a locker, uh, in our, in our engineering lab. 
Wow. The other cool thing about the cards and, and the associated readers is we provide a free software so that you can not only see the health of your memory card and kind of monitor that over time, but you can upgrade your memory card. And, you know, that was never a thing, really. It was like until firmware for cameras started just changing so rapidly. Now, updating your camera's firmware is so important that if you're not keeping your card firmware up to date, you, you may start to encounter issues. I yeah. can't speak again for, for um, you know, other manufacturers, but we do this to make sure that people don't have issues and our failure rates are, you know, pretty much zero at this stage. No, no, let's, I want to talk about that failure rate. And I don't want to put you on the spot and talk about any competitive companies or anything like that. We all know who they are, right? I mentioned Drobo because I used to work there and I have them in the garage now on purpose. So if anybody needs a Drobo, yep. let me know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> including the drives. It's all yours. You pay shipping. Uh, but the uh, how do you how does the, the lay person that's just getting into this stuff know what to get. I mean, I can look at the chart and say, oh, I got a Nikon Z9 or a Z8 or a Z62, whatever, and I should get this card because I'm doing this kind of work. That that makes sense. But what what is unclear is the reliability and the I use an industry term, the mean time between failure rate of these drives, which means on average, all things being equal, the mean time between failure rate for a particular piece of gear is X. And on these drives, especially like SD cards that are mobile and coming in and out of the camera and doing all the things, it tends to be a bit higher. What makes OWC drives different, superior, more robust than other drives that are sitting in Best Buy or on Amazon or B&H? Like what, what makes me want yeah. to go to OWC versus one of those guys? Well, firstly, the cards themselves, they're, they're ruggedized, so they're fully waterproof, they're bend-proof or mm. bend-resistant, uh, you know, so they're, they're basically a ruggedized version of an SD or a CFX card. Additionally, yeah. you know, and I touched on this a little bit in terms of the work we do with the manufacturers and the... the the engineering testing we do in our own lab, that all translates into these field firmware upgrades that we offer through our free software. And this will allow users not only to um, you know, keep their art cards upgraded, but it, it really just provides an extra level layer of peace of mind because they know it's been tested and, and fully vetted by not only our team, but the manufacturers. Yeah. Yeah. And then the drives, the drives themselves. So is OWC manufacturing the, the, the actual stuff that's inside yeah. of that ruggedized? So you're, you're we making do. it, yeah, we work. there's OWC factories that people are with white clean suits on doing the good work for us? Generally, yeah. I mean, we have partners that we use all around the world to help us with certain components of our supply chain. But we develop not only the hardware design, but also the firmware that goes into our products. And the firmware is really the key of it all. And that's, you know, again, that, that firmware boils down to all the extensive testing that we do to provide the best possible speeds 
but also the the most efficient thermal management power consumption right all of these things are really really important for cameras today especially if you look at high-end cameras like um you know red cinema cameras for example black magic yeah yeah yep all those yeah Absolutely. Yeah, so much. There's a there's a ton of stuff. And looking at the product line, and thank you, you sent me a couple of samples over to play with um, Atlas Pro and Atlas Ultra until you told me that that the the Pro was the really fast version and the Ultra is the really, really fast version. <laughs> I know. I'm just looking at them thinking, okay, uh, purple versus blue would, you know, one terabyte versus five to you know, just sort of the layperson's look at it. Now that I understand that little bit, now I know that, okay, this card is going into my Nikon and this card is going into the Panasonic S1 that I use for video and all that. It just, it, it makes sense. But all that yep. kind of, all that points to, I think, and, uh, you know, you're sitting in the middle of it, so you can you can recognize this and acknowledge it or 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 tell me if this is true or not. But the the sentiment from the photographers, advanced amateurs and pro photographers that I speak to is that there's still, even today, there's this cloud around what should I do? There's no like, oh, you're doing this? So, okay, you need to be redundant. You need this, you need to buy these these SD cards, you need to buy this reader, you need to you know, buy this hard drive. Oh, you're gonna be collaborating? You need this RAID system and these cables to put it all together because these cables ain't gonna work for you, you know, and the cloud solution to go above all of that. Like all this stuff lives in the cloud too, so in case something happens at your home, everything's in the cloud. Does a, does a, a sort of ecosystem or, you know, just sort of tightly based recommendation even of all that stuff together exists is owc moving towards that are you there like what what do you think um well yeah i mean we work (laughs) very closely with a lot of creators to provide recommendations you know people come to us and ask us well this is my workflow and this is what i need to do and how can you help me solve this or how can you help me do this faster or better and um you know we've come to the table with those solutions when it you know i think that that's part of the question the other part that you asked around the you know the memory cards and how do you choose and so forth the the ones you were mentioning and holding up these are our brand new cf express type b cards which Mm -hmm. were just launched last week and we actually had some really nice um things said about us from petapixel they called us the the best compact flash express type b memory card of the entire year so we're pretty proud of that and it's 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 a testament to the engineering work that we do to build these cards to how much we care about the creator and the creative process and if you look at the cards and the packages and like the numbers that are on here the 3650 uh read speed and the 3000 write speed these are very realistic numbers and we put our stuff through extremely rigorous testing and and we want to make sure that the numbers we put here they're not we're not putting these here to fluff this product and get someone to buy it and then experience oh well that's only some super super max performance that i'll never get Um, we wanted to provide performance that people can actually see and achieve in the real world 
And we do this across all our products. Um, if you look at, you know, some of the portable drives that, you know, you mentioned portable SSDs and, and portable storage, it's so important for any creator. This one is our um, Envoy Electron. This is yep. the smallest uh, fully IP67. So it's, it's waterproof, drop proof, crush proof. Spoke with a creator this morning who was telling me how, you know, they traveled with this and a number of our, uh, you know, slightly faster performing Envoy Pro FX drives. These Ooh. go up to four, four terabyte, and this is a, a Thunderbolt speed. So this one goes up to 2,800 megabyte per second, whereas the one I was just showing, the Electron, this one goes up to about 1,000 megabyte per second. You know, the difference and, and is, is a little bit in size and price. You know, these yeah. are a little bit less expensive, but they only go up to two terabyte. But they share this common theme that they're both built up to this IP67, which is a, a, a sort of a manufacturing grade for saying it's waterproof, shockproof, dustproof, dropproof, all these great things that they're not important until they're important, right? Right. Well, I bought the cheaper drive because it just seemed like it'd be great, and it was until I dropped it. Right. <laughs> and whatever, it's all over. Right? Yeah. 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 And so this, this creator I spoke with this morning was saying how they, they brought a few of these drives, a few of the Pro FXs on a trip to France, and coming back from France with you know a dozen terabytes or so of, of amazing video footage they, they didn't feel stressed with it being knocked around in the bottom of their bag in their carry-on and like, oh, is my footage safe? And, and they, they never felt uh, any worry there. So that, that's exciting for us to give yeah. people that kind of that peace of mind. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just I think this is kind of our inception moment right now, Ian, because this interview is being recorded directly to that drive or a, a drive like the one <laughs> that you held up, not that drive, <laughs> but it is being recorded as we speak is being recorded directly to that drive. So, and it works. Great, and great. It's, it's interesting you say that because that's the, the, you know, I work off of a MacBook Pro, an M1, you know, 16 inch MacBook Pro. That's where I do all my stuff. It's connected to an external display when I'm at home. But when I'm on the road, that drive is always with me. It's attached, literally, physically attached to the back of my MacBook Pro screen, and it stays connected all the time. And that's what I use yeah. as kind of my, my bulletproof work drive for everything. The bigger drive is what would stay home, right? That would stay here or on the workstation behind me, and that's where I do that sort of level of work on. Uh, but the little drive has been bulletproof. You know, it's fast. It it, it's fast, way more, it's fast, faster than I could possibly need, right? It does everything I need yeah. to do and it's robust for traveling. So yeah, no, it, yeah. The, it the right other thing it. I'll say, the other thing I'll say that we do um, to, to really make sure that we support creators in the creative process <clears throat> is we invest in software. We've built mm. not only the Energize software that I mentioned, but other software to help creators. We've got a software called Copy That that'll essentially ensure all, all the files you've copied over are there. It, it provides an MD5 checksum. The other, you know, really nice thing that I wanted to share about this, this energized software for these memory cards is um, 
we're the first card manufacturer to offer a generational upgrade through the software. So with these new cards that we just launched, these are the CFA, which is the Compact Flash Association, CFA 4.0 spec cards. But our previous generation spec, the CFA 2.0 cards, which we launched earlier this year in a, essentially in a one and a two terabyte format. I'm seeing if I have, have one around. Here's one. So this is our one terabyte card, which we which we launched this past June. And if you bought this anytime earlier this year, one terabyte was five seventy nine, two terabyte was nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You can actually take the card you bought a couple months ago, put it into the Atlas Reader, and upgrade it to the current CFA four spec. So you'll basically be doubling your your read and write speed. So you, oh, wow. you know. On the label, it says 18, uh, it's not focusing, right? There, there we go. go. Eight, 1850 read, 1700 write. So you go ahead yeah. and upgrade this card through the software, and you'll go to a 3650 read and a 3000 write. So really, you know, we, we do these things because we care about creators, and we're like, oh, well, you just spent this money on this card. Why don't you just upgrade it to get the best current performance because you can have the latest firmware with the latest, uh, you know, performance. Right. Yeah. So just like, just like your, your car or whatever, you know, upgrade the firmware every now and then and get the, get the latest and greatest features. And, you know, back to what you were saying about the, you know, the speeds and, and being conservative, I think you were saying, you know, versus being hyperbolic about the the speed and, the, and what you state on these. I really appreciate that. I like I can't overstate that because I'm kind of in that that world now with my EV, my electric car that when I bought it had a stated range that was yep. turns out in ideal conditions with zero drag being pushed by and pulled by a horse and you know, then you might get this this range but really it's probably about 50 miles less than that right and i would have appreciated sure. that that honesty at the outset versus you know finding out later you know you want to surprise and delight versus surprise and disappoint and it sounds like you guys are on the other side of it let's surprise and delight them with our conservative you know, kind of estimates of the, the performance of these drives. So great, great work. I love that. Yeah. That's and you know, we want to, we, we want to deliver what we say we're going to deliver. Mm -hmm. And we know, we know how critical these workflows are for people. And so, yeah. you know, making sure that we're providing the, the tools and solutions that solve and, and improve, make those workflows more efficient. That's, mm -hmm. that's the name of the game for us. Can you, you know, speaking of that workflow, I want to I want to talk about target audiences. Like, who is the OWC target customer? Is it me? Like, a, you know, I consider myself an advanced amateur because yeah. I'm not I don't, I'm not a professional photography. I don't put food on the table with photography, but I'm photography adjacent, I guess. Um, and I know my way around tech and all that stuff. So I'm an advanced amateur, but there are people that are just getting into this stuff, and there are people that. You know, they are celebrities and they shoot names that we know every day and they rely on their cards because failure is not an option when you only got three minutes with a celeb to take a picture of them. Right. So where exactly. who do you guys target? Like, who is your target audience? Is it 
the beginners and advanced amateurs, or is it that established pro that is, you know, doing the living the dream out there? I mean, I think it's it's both, but mm. generally speaking, we're, we build we build products for creative professionals. Yeah. We are a professional brand, and um, you know, whether it's a prosumer or an actual professional camera user. We have cards for both of those groups of people. Now, do we have the cheap SD card that you're going to find on a peg at Best Buy for your point-and-shoot, you know, underwater point-and-shoot camera that you're going to take <laughs> on your cru- on your cruise to Miami or fr- you know, yeah. from Miami or whatever? No, that's not yeah. us. It's it's and c- could our cards work? Absolutely, but we're not. We're not the low cost, like low performance option. We are a little bit more focused on, you know, real content creators. But that that can be, you know, a very loose term nowadays, right? And, and like a content creator, that can all that can encompass folks like the the wedding photographers that, that you and I have known and worked with for many years. Right. Yes, but then yeah. it's also the, 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 the TikTok users who really wanted to up level their game because they now have this audience and suddenly they find themselves owning a, a Komodo X and having to figure out not only how to work the camera, but how do you deal with these terabyte sized files? that are, you know, for, for 10 minutes of footage or whatever, right? And so dealing with that, dealing with the editing, dealing with the workflow, this is a whole new, a whole new world, right, for people. Yep. And yep. so what we, what we pride ourselves on is, is you know, we're, we're OWC, and what that stands for is other world computing. And what that ties to, it's, it's really, it ties to this concept of, capture your other world and for 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 everyone that other world that they're capturing it could be totally different it could be you know some creator taking you know photos and videos of epic mountains in yosemite it could be you know a a creator doing reviews and stories about um you know anime or or all the little sort of figurines and robot things mm-hmm. that are big now and 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 it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the the thing is being shot whether it's the the mountains the the anime stuff the comic con stuff the 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 weddings right all of it counts and um we're there as a brand to be as not only uh, on the capture side with with cameras but also on the workflow side with hard drives, SSDs, RAID systems, right, to ensure people's work can not only thrive now, but live on into the future. Yeah. You know, I want to, just a couple more questions and we'll, we'll wrap this up. And this one, one of the questions is we were, you know, you were holding up that little, the little SSD drive that I was saying that I use on the back of my MacBook Pro. And this is the, uh, the similar build to this guy, which is the, can we get a focus on this? There we go. Somewhere. That's the card reader, right? Yeah, this is the card reader. This is the uh, Atlas FXR 
um, card reader. So my, I'm wondering, speed-wise and performance, this is probably a pedestrian question for you, but speed-wise and performance of this with a two terabyte CF card in it, um, this this high-performance memory card in this guy, yeah. compared to the to the solid state, you know, bulletproof drive that you were holding up. Should a creator get this and a bunch of these cards so that they have the flexibility of swapping them out, or should they get just the you know the fixed drive? And is there a performance difference? Is there is there a quick answer to that? So or am I? Yeah, so you're kind of talking about two different things. So this okay. is a this is an SSD with built-in storage. So right. It comes yeah. In Which is up, what I use. Yeah, so I'm yeah, wondering with an SSD, like the SSD with built-in storage, can't open it. You know, it's got a only I/O on it is a USB-C port on it that I plug my cable in, my drive. I'm good to go. It mounts. This one USB-C port also. I can plug it in, but then I can plug in removable storage into it. That's not in an, case. Of, yeah, but that's just so that's just a card reader. It's not an SSD. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But if I plug this guy into it, it becomes storage, right? So we got we right. got the reader, yes. and then we plug the storage into so the, it. My question is, you know, to have the flexibility to, okay, no, I'm done video editing. Let me stick in my photo editing drive and, and keep going. Is that viable, or am yeah. I losing performance if I do that? Is it better to use the, the dedicated, closed, solid-state drive, or is it better to use this to have the flexibility? Well, this and a bunch of these cards to have the flexibility. Is there a trade-off there or does it matter? I mean, you know, you're going to be limited by the bandwidth of your host device. Mm -hmm. So it depends yeah, on... in either case. It depends on what... Yeah, it depends on what you're plugging it into. That's the real question. Mm -hmm. But could you do it? Yeah, I mean, we've even seen people testing with the new iPhone, which is USB-C, taking mm. that reader that you just had in your hand, putting a, a memory card on the bottom of it, and you could record your ProRes footage from your iPhone directly to that memory card. Now, would that be the most cost-effective solution with, if you can buy a terabyte for 579 from us and um, a card reader you know, for 99 bucks? okay, 679 mm -hmm. versus, well, you could just buy this for under 200 bucks and you just got a yeah. two terabyte one of these. You're good to go. So You're good to go. is it yeah. possible? Yeah. Um, but I would, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily use it as portable storage as a first priority. I would use it for cameras as a first priority. Got it. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. And the thing that I learned, which you, I'm sure you, you guys know this already, but with the iPhone 15, you know, of course they come with a USB-C port on them. Hallelujah. But with that, there, there are different speeds different, uh, for different models of the phone. For example, you're only going to get this, like, I would say OWC level speeds on the, the pro version of the 15. If you just get a regular 15 with a USB-C port, you're going to get slower speeds that aren't designed for high speed video capture and all that. So right. let's keep that right. in mind. If you haven't brought your bought your 15 yet and you're planning on doing a lot of video or a lot of IO on it, you want to get the pro version of the phone and not just the regular iPhone 15 because you will be disappointed when you start transferring files back and forth. And you answered my question, Ian, because that's what I was going to ask. So the use case that I'm kind of 
playing with in the back of my mind is, man, could I take this guy or two of these or take this, put it on the back of my MacBook Pro, cable it in and then swap out that drive between the MacBook Pro and my iPad with has a USB-C on it and maybe put another one in my bag, you know, for the for the for the iPad and just kind of have that level of flexibility between the devices. That's holy grail stuff right there, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that cool. would work. Cool. Amazing. All right, a couple more questions and I'll let you go. I know you got a hard stop. Um, we talked about target audience. Um, can you just briefly, we talked about this offline a little bit, but the, the OWC, you know, ethos of capture or, or capture, create, and then collaborate, you know, and share. And you guys have different product lines for each one of those things like capture, like you're saying, stick the card in the camera, go capture, create. Yep you know, can, can, well, take me through that. Like, who do you see in each sure. one of those slots and, and just take it, walk, walk me down that path. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's really all different creators that are either singular parts of the process or some creators, it's all of the parts of the process. It just depends on the creator. Um, but yeah, the, the memory cards, the Atlas cards and Atlas readers, these are on the capture side. The create is more in line with our storage products. So for being able to ingest your content from those memory cards and readers, mm -hmm. put it somewhere, right? You need to put it onto either a portable SSD, a desktop SSD, a, a hard drive of some sort. And we have all of those different solutions. Um, you need to be able to edit that. We've got both our we've got various products for that we've got a jellyfish jellyfish nomad we've got the jupiter systems all for you know collaboration and and you know moving into that um you know final stage of the of the workflow the collaborate and share yep yep so good so you know let, let's wrap up with kind of a future facing perspective on owc and what what the company, you know, what, where you, where's, what's the goal? You know, obviously we talked about, you know, storage and the whole ecosystem and all that, but looking forward a couple of years, when, as we record this, it's 2023, October, looking forward a year, a couple of years from now, with, to the extent that you can share, I know a lot of stuff's proprietary or, you know, still under wraps, but where do you see from a high level, the company product line, what's the vector? Where are you, where are you guys pointing? Yeah, so we're, we're pointing in, in the same direction that we're pointing today, which is onwards and upwards. And it's really mm -hmm. to help to, to continue helping creators by providing real world solutions that creators care about uh, and, and to help make their process better and more efficient. And it starts with the memory cards, but that that applies through our entire product line. It goes from the memory cards to the readers um, to the portable SSDs and so forth for backup and ingest, and then to our collaboration products, NAS, you know, um, you know, media production and storage products. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Any final words, Ian, uh, for the audience before we end this? Like, what, what's the, uh, you know, what's the, what's the last word on storage? 
Yeah, you know, I think it's it's uh, it's not always the f- most fun topic, but it's a very important topic. It's something that we take very seriously. Uh, it's something that we we really want the we really want everyone to know not only that our products are fast and well performing, but that that we really care about creators. And what I'm trying to do now is is start to work with some of the some of the stuff you're showing right now start to work with pros in the industry who are using our products some of which have used them for many years not just the 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 hard drives but other storage products and collaboration products i mean we have really great cables you know cables are boring but this is mm-hmm. a thunderbolt 4 you know this is a really fast speed cable if you buy this cable from Apple, it's almost double the price as ours. So, you know, we, we do this because we care about helping creators. We know that, you know, not every creator is, is um, stocked with tons of money to afford the best gear. So we want to be able to provide it at a cost-effective uh, cost effective way. And that's, that's really the future. It's, it's we're going to continue focusing on the creator bringing products to market that that help the creator in their workflow and mm-hmm. it's not gonna it you know you'll see more and more from the, the memory cards but you'll see more and more from these um readers portable storage products um really anything that we can do and we learn from the market is like this is a real need and this solves a real uh real workflow challenge we're gonna go we're gonna build it and we're gonna we're gonna make it available at a price that's reasonable. And Love it. you know, when you talk about price, right, and you look at some of our current products, we're not the cheapest, right? If if you look at the the Envoy Pro FX, the one we were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. This is one of the fastest, most reliable SSDs on the market, but it gets compared with other other, you know, SSDs that may not be as reliable. They may not have the same level of, you know, waterproof, drop proof sort of ratings, right? And so it's it's tough for us to when we're compared against those things because we're we're not quite the same um, you know, apple to apple comparison. We put ourselves to a much higher quality standard and yeah. you know, really want to make sure that we provide the best possible gear that people can get for the money. And that's your and that's your job, right, is to, to communicate that and the, and the difference. You got your job cut out for you, Ian, because especially, especially now with this USB-C port on the iPhone 15, which is, you know, I hear a very popular device and a lot of people will have them, which means they're going to be exposed to this whole world of all USB-C cables ain't the same, right? <laughs> so going to buy your $9 USB-C cable off Tameu or Amazon or something like that, your results and your drive speeds aren't going to, you know, aren't going to be what you expect or what's on the box. And people are probably going to br- blame the drive. Can't be the cable. The, it fits in the drive. Completely. It's got to be the, right? So, then, yeah. But it, the thing is, then you know, things like this that we build, these are going to become really relevant for an iPhone user. This is our Envoy Pro Mini. It's basically, you know, it looks like one of those general like USB sticks. But yeah. what's nice about it is it's got USB-C on one end and you 
flip it around and you've got USB-A. So yeah. depending on what computer you have, you're like, oh, you just got the newest iPhone, but your computer still got the older USBs, right? Now you have a way to quickly and easily take your footage from your phone. And, and you know, this might be not necessarily for that high-end professional, but more of that average user, the the, mm-hmm. the prosumer, you know, the, the kind of person the in TikToker. the middle that you mentioned. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, the TikToker, the YouTube short creator, or just like I would put one of those in my bag just to like, okay, I'm going to edit, you know, on my iPad and do it directly from that versus, you know, and then transfer it accordingly. Yeah, it's it's yep. exciting. I think you guys are going to blow up, I think, because especially because of the ubiquity well, I guess iPhones aren't ubiquitous, um, but well, now USB C, USB C will be ubiquitous. I think across yeah. all, yeah. all if not most, if not all devices. So, and like I said, that that education about cables, <laughs> period, is <laughs> fundamental because I hit it. Yeah, you know, this is me just speaking from pain, buying cheap cables and wondering why my stuff wouldn't work. Why Why won't my camera work? You know, I plugged it in, the cable's there, everything works. How come it's not working? You know, yep. or speeds, you know, testing different cables and seeing the read-write speeds from one cable to another. That's a whole nother a whole nother matrix that people have to get their brain around. I think the easy way to remove that matrix is to just buy great cables, you know, <laughs> don't, yep. don't buy cheap cables, buy a cable that's more than what you need that will just work in every situation. That way you don't have to worry about it. Don't try to buy a $10 cable to save a couple of bucks. And, you know, so, and that's your job. You get to tell everybody about that, right? Yep, exactly. And that's where it's like, you know, sites like Amazon are great for certain things, but you go on there and you try and search you know, a cable that's compatible with my thing. And so many people that are selling cables out there, they just put all these keywords in there to get you to buy their yeah. cable. And then you get it and it's not, I mean, it's compatible, but it's not quite as fast as it should be, or it's hotter or something is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Or you it don't fails. find that out. It fails the 10th yeah. time you use it. Like for me, I'm on an important trip where I had to do a presentation in front of, you know, a couple hundred people. And of course, the presentation was on my external drive. <laughs> Guess what happened? Yep. <laughs> so Frederick was up there, you know, doing magic tricks on stage instead of the presentation. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting time, man. So cool. Thank you. Thank you for your time today, Ian. I appreciate yeah. you and being so open about what the company is about where you guys are going and you know the these these products that you guys put out like even this reader here and the drive that's on the back of this computer this feels like like it was carved out of a solid block of aluminum right it is it's substantial it's not a piece of plastic like some of the other drives that we've talked about before it's not a piece of plastic this feels like it's here for the long haul and it's going to support me feels like it should go with my Nikon, right? It's, it feels solid. If it, it, it goes with my MacBook Pro. It feels like it's in there. It's not Thank you. kind of a temporary disposable add-on. So yeah, congratulations yeah, on that. Whoever you. designed it, the design of this and just the robustness of it and all the effort you guys put into testing, I think it's, uh, it's important for, for creators from all, all walks of the creative spectrum. So very cool. 
Thank you. Very good, man. I'll Thank link I'll much. link over to everything. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll link over to everything from the, the blog post for this. So folks, if you're watching this, just look in the in the, the show notes on thisweekinphoto.com. You'll find all the links that, that link to the stuff that Ian was talking about, or just head over to OWC.com and you'll find everything. Uh, I think that's it. Any any last words you wanna you wanna throw out there to the TWIP audience? No, just go out there and, and create your other world. Well, can't right. can't wait to see what y'all what y'all create. Very cool, very cool. All right, Ian Stone, OWC. Thank you. I appreciate your time today. Bye. All right, take care. All right, hang on. Don't hang up yet. This is Twitter.